this week on Yankee and the Brave. Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me Wait, I want to start off with a story. Okay. So, I recently, I not to like brag, but I, uh, I know some people in Nashville just by being like in this sort of area and being in uh, an urban area being around the music industry as i do so i was like let's see if we can get one of them on the podcast you can say dolly parton like we're trying to get dolly parton on the podcast. we're trying to get dolly parton on the podcast big uh, we're, we just yeah no we just want we just want the biggest cans on the podcast uh she got her back thing there's like a there's an awesome photo of her getting her vaccine and like <laughs> i don't know why i liked it so much it was just like dead. it's Even heartwarming dolly. it's some, wholesome sometimes you yeah. see a photo and you're just like yes yeah, yeah, it was like seeing Dolly Parton getting saved, you know, like good yeah. for you, Dolly. Yeah. Um, but so I texted this person and I was like, Hey, like, would you want to come on the podcast? And they were like, Yeah, that'd be super cool. <clears throat> you just have to talk to my manager so that my manager's in the loop. And so I emailed oh, the manager. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm like, Hey, like, would love to get blah 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 on the podcast. Um, just like let me know what I need to do. Let me know like what next steps are. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, can we just start off with like some uh, like intro stuff? Like, what is your podcast? Like, what is your listenership? <laughs> like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, OK, so no, I actually like dead ass, like gave him pretty much like real answers. And so we go like back and forth like five or six times. Like it's a it's an email conversation and I'm at work and then um after a little bit he's and you were like, like and you were like imagine if the rugrats grew up to 20 year olds and then smoked crack that's, <laughs> that's our podcast and so then eventually he was like yeah i think we're gonna uh pass on this and i was mm-hmm. like okay and so then i flipped it on him and i copy and pasted his email and i sent it back to him with the name change and said we're gonna pass on you <laughs> classic the classic, I think that's the classic bait and switch. Duncan, you're a genius. Yeah. Still, so still, we we passed on a, a pretty big name. Not to I know. Just <laughs> hey, you know, we didn't you even know, want it. We know you're listening. We know who you are <laughs> and everything. Uh, it just it it didn't work out for us. Uh, I mean, the the generous sum that you were giving, it's just it's just it's not in our ballpark. You know, yeah. you gotta it feels it feels pandering. So we're gonna actually this- pass on it. You're double. Um, we had a lot of other finish. ideas, and instead we have another wonderful guest on the podcast. So, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> without Is further like ado, the, was he like one of the guys that like plays down in Broadway or something like that? Like, no, Jackson knows who this is, but yeah. I just don't okay. want to say it because I actually would love to have them on at some point. But um, <laughs> and also, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't actually respond to the all pass email. I just made that up. You should, you should, uh, you shouldn't have told us that. Um, but <laughs> you should now DM that person again and be like, hey, manager said no. We still would love to have you on. We will put a voice changer on. And so I want it to be like, like choose I wanna... your voice changer. There's yeah. so much technology. It's like, do you want to be dark? Dude, I actually want I want it. So I want it like deep, like deep throat. Like, like you want a deep throat? I have a story about deep throats, but also gag on it. Gag on gag it. On. I have multiple <laughs> stories about deep throats, but um, I actually was fucking around with uh, audition yesterday, and I figured out how to make um, make us sound like Darth Vader or gerbils. 
you should <laughs> you should just make a soundboard like then we become like uh like one of the like like uh what is the parks and rec one like it's like toe jam and earl in, in the morning oh and then yes. Like, yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't know if you remember back in um mrs dodge's classes we we found uh an arnold schwarzenegger yes soundboard. it's not a tumor <laughs> <laughs> Get to the chopper. It's not the tumor. Motherfucker. That Motherfucker. Was, that was at least a week. That was at least a week in Mrs. Dodge's yeah. class was spent with just the soundboard. There's so but, many awesome soundboards that you can just find on the internet. The moral of the story is that we need all of you listening right now to go tell your friends about our podcast so we can get more people so we can get more famous people on and then be just as stupid with them as we are with all our friends yeah. that's the moral of the story i mean when you like anti-famous people too like like very experienced crackheads yep when i we would could also like there's a, like a oh, i'm gonna have to bleep this but like a on the podcast would be electric oh God, no. No, i can't i can't i can't with, i can't with that be a battle of titans. That's a that's a. <laughs> yeah, that's a it would be the battle, battle. of titans. That'd be a peg down. That'd be a peg down. That that wouldn't be a lateral move. That'd be a. We're now if we're looking at a four quadrant bar graph, we're in the negative numbers on the. <laughs> I have considered just like uh, getting a USB adapter and interviewing the crackheads on the street, like just the people waiting for the bus. Below, you lower like, below my apartment. Lower <laughs> down the mic. <laughs> Yeah, on a fishing rod. You throw the fishing rod out, you lower it down, and you're like, would you have anything to say? And they're like, oh, you just call it Don King. You're like, beat Don King. Yeah. Um, well, our guest, none other than um, Georgetown uh, Le Varsity in football and golf um, athlete. Inaugural year in golf. Inaugur- uh, part of the inaugural year um, of, of Georgetown Varsity golf. Um, he someone who went to Kennedy's so many times in high school with me while I was high and he was sober. Owned a Toyota Camry, (laughs) silver, great car, Corolla, Corolla, Corolla. Um, I think once got in trouble for using airsoft guns in a uh, class project video. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, holy shit! Yep. Um, (laughs) to just absolutely (laughs) eat my farts in anatomy and physiology. <laughs> and the Jesus. thing is, like, I'd go to Cumbies with you, and like, I'd see exactly what, was going <laughs> you'd into see your what I was eating, and then the next morning, you'd spell it on the other end. <laughs> I sat next to Duncan in so many things, <laughs> and like, I, it was reversed in chemistry, and I sat in the front row because I was doing very shitty in chemistry, and Duncan would Same. come up behind me and go, "Hey, hey, hey, random boner alert!" <laughs> and I'm like, "What the?" fuck dude <laughs> uh none other than connor o'grady <laughs> um thanks it's for having been me. so long yeah we're so happy to have you on the pod yes but where did the nickname smell come from was that was just a random one-off wasn't no, it new york uh yeah. he uh i called him the bj orc like once and he's like <laughs> you know what smell grady and i'm like that'll never catch that'll never catch and <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, at this point, like sometimes you just got to lean into uh, like a a nickname, no matter how like horrible it is. You're just like, yep, like that's me. And you like play it off too. You're you're like, yep, 
I think I was so on the board of it'll never catch, and I was angry that it caught because I was like, it makes no sense. There, there it, <laughs> it goes. Makes like, no that's sense at all. That's, I, that's why it's perfect. I hope it doesn't offend, but I like consistently like in my brain like it's no longer Connor. Like that was a struggle to I, say your yeah. name, Connor. Right there. <laughs> like I was about to be like, smell Grady. And you gotta tell me, am I am I known as stinky? Have I ever no, been a stinky it person? It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. I actually just... remember you smelling very good in high school. Yeah, I mean, you. Took... Oh, so you were you were well put. You were you know <laughs> put together well. Uh, so, I mean, it was just it's it's just it's like a like Spud Web. Like it's just sub, Spud Web is just an easy name to say. Smell Grady, but easy Smell name Grady, to say. No, it it, wor- it works so well. There is nothing yeah. better. <laughs> I also remember two <clears throat> distinct experiences with you. One of them being ah uh, three. Sorry, one of okay. them being um the Roots concert that we went to together. Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. If you've just started listening to the podcast, Duncan usually brings up brings up the Roots concert maybe like every other podcast. Yeah. Behind me, uh, the so that was the second Roots concert, and what got me so into the Roots was the first Roots concert. Uh, that's Questlove's drumhead, like yeah. signed by Questlove, right behind me. I still have Questlove's drumstick somewhere. Yeah, dude. Did you guys? And hear? then Questlove's in the house. Do you Questlove's guys? In the house. <laughs> Questlove's in the house. Questlove, you're not in the house. You're not in the house. In the house. <laughs> My second memory is. Um, Going to a uh, summer jam 2016, 15. And what a fucking lineup. Like, I look back at that. Like, Action Bronson at 5 30 p.m. Was he this was... the was this the concert where he just sat in the audience? Yeah, he walked yeah. out. He didn't stop at the stage. He just went right into the crowd, sat down, did his whole set, and then left stage. Given he was pretty much alone in the crowd, it was, <laughs> it was it was like 15 of us that were like, this is fucking awesome, dude. That was pre Mr. Wonderful, right? Yeah, I think it might have been, been like right. Mr. That may have been off it. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, I can I just could could not imagine him like crushing baby blue sitting down. I, I mean, was, yeah, it I was electric. Was doing baby blue, and like that's. I think he was because we Damn. also saw him on the Blue Chips tour. That was incredible. That's still one of my favorite uh, favorite performances. Dude, all right. So this is random, but Ben one time, I think it was Ben, randomly texted me and was like, "Yo, you know who I've been chilling with? It was the kid that I worked with that we saw at the Blue Chips concert. The guy that we were chilling with, like down yes. In the front row. Yes." Yeah. He was like, yo, I'm he comes over the Medford house like cool. all the time. And he was, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> but my last favorite memory is uh, the Riff Raff concert. Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't told this story in so long. Here we go. Strap in, folks. <laughs> so there we were. Uh, young, slightly more innocent Connor O'Grady and Duncan Huff. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I think I was less innocent than you at that particular time. Yeah, keep in mind, Slightly. I was work. I was actually working with you at the time, Jackson. I was. Uh, this was at Jumpstart. Oh, at the camp. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were doing boat, uh, boat camp. It was boat camp time. Hell yeah! And uh, was loving boat camp. I caught, <laughs> Best week like, ever. Uh, I caught a fish the the day before, and all that is a lot of fun. No seasickness at all. It was great. 
I go to this Riff Raff concert with Duncan, drinking heavily for, uh, I don't know how old I was. Uh, I think this was freshman year. Like, yeah, you had to be 1920. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, we're sitting in your father's bar re- reading uh, coffee table books. And uh, I will say the way we went about drinking on this day was a bold strategy because I believe that what we did was we went to a Walgreens and we got Mountain Dews. <clears throat> like At least that. I did. I got a Mountain Dew Baja Blast and I drank a little bit, like maybe like a, a quarter of it. And I just filled the rest with vodka. And now and Vod, just was following like, you. <laughs> yep. You were my and, you were my boozy Sherpa. Yeah, and, and I did a bad job that day. I was like, <laughs> yes, Connor, you should do this. And you were like, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> so we, we things happen. We show up to Riff Raff. Um, we're very late, late, I might add. Yeah. What? We were like very late. Yeah, but also we were it wasn't so much we were very late. We were 10 minutes late to a 20 minute concert. So. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> was this this wasn't Boston Calling? This was no. Like this was a random where? riffraff concert at like the Middle East or something. The Middle East. Oh, okay. And I'm just hammered. I've been having so much fun just meeting <laughs> new people, just a, experiencing what a wonderful world of a riffraff concert is. Still having a great time. We were both tiptoeing in our Jordans. Oh, we were having. It a lot was of fun. electric. Uh, we go outside and tell me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, we meet some, as we were, we met some dudes and, uh, some dudes. They, they say like, Hey, you want to like <clears throat> come back to my office and smoke a joint? And we're like, fuck yeah, man. I forgot <laughs> about this dude. I Whoa! forgot about this specific part of the story. Holy shit. This was, um, very concerning in our decision-making. <laughs> I know I could I could not imagine doing this again so we go in and we're in a parking garage like an industrial parking garage and I think we're in like the security booth of this parking garage I remember this differently I I remember going back to a body shop mechanic place they were nice cars right wicked nice cars yeah and going in the office of the body shop and just lighting joints it doesn't matter it it's not like (laughs) you know what i'm about to say (laughs) it doesn't matter because you're still alive and not not chopped up into little bits in the charleston (laughs) (laughs) but no it was like and like growing up in georgetown and like going to umass not a lot of uh uh, diversity and we're hanging out with like dudes straight straight from mexico and it was like such like a different moment for me at that point and like just smoking a ton of weed with them, and like I felt so like, ha- like like safe and all that, and just like <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> oh yeah. And Duncan's having a great time with these guys. I'm just asleep over there, and Duncan's like, so "Hey buddy, sweet. we got." I don't know what else happened, but like, oh, hey, buddy, okay, we go because home. there's a whole second part of the story. <laughs> so second part of this story a, is a, a sans connor part of the story yeah connor this is connor has left the astral plane of this world at this point and um we get on a train to get back because my dad was going to drive us home and we get on the train and we get accidentally get on the outbound train instead of the inbound train a classic mistake a classic blunder and 
Connor, um, all of a sudden I look over Connor's, Connor's looking a bit white. He's looking a bit ghostly. And I look over and I watch him just puke in between his feet and then just act like nothing happened just on the train. And then we just got off the train, waited for the inbound train to come and just made the switch. The best way to do it is just like people react to the reaction. We're yes. we we we're referenceable human beings. We see someone else do something, we do something. I do that. Yeah. And so not my then the we get back to the bar and Connor just passes out in the break room at the, the hotel. Power move. And then we go back home and you're like kind of just hanging out the back window of my dad's car. And me and my dad, I'm just like wicked stoned at this point. And we just go to Sonic and get some food. And then we drop you off and you somehow make it inside your home. And then uh, we just went on with our lives. <laughs> so I wake up the next day, like probably the first hangover of my life. And I come downstairs <laughs> and like I was blackout drunk when I went into the house. Like I don't remember anything. So I come downstairs and I was definitely very careful because my mom sweetest woman in the world still to this day is just like how is the concert connor <laughs> and like like not even like like facetiously just like i, I want to know if you had a great Genuine. night and i'm just like holy shit like yeah it was a great night like wow i hope you don't know any of this like wow like i but like did that went out was like seasick on the boat for for jumpstart camp which little background on the jumpstart i uh no <laughs> uh, um, I vaguely remember uh, a like you kind of being like I like I'm I'm bent out of shape on the boat. Um, you played it off well. None of the kids knew, so there you go. <laughs> or like the old the older kids who have experienced trauma were definitely like, yeah, I know, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, but you look like that. <laughs> We've seen that look before. <laughs> yeah, that looks like my father. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a ten out of ten. I haven't relived that story in a long time. That's My incredible. Other... Hold on, well, welcome okay. to the Strong Stone Podcast. We have everyone here. This is this is our podcast, and we talk about music and have guests. And Duncan, <laughs> go ahead. I also uh, remember the time I blacked out at UMass for the Patriots Super Bowl our freshman year, and then somehow we ran into each other and we got essentially accosted by a policeman because we were just throwing snowballs into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? And we were like, I don't know. And then we just ran away. <laughs> was, it, was it freshman year or sophomore year where I ran into you, Connor, just carrying a street sign? <laughs> oh, that's oh this is a great story, I, that's a, story I, I remember i wasn't at umass yet i was just like it was so this it was what, is, what was to this story yeah. to this it was Han, hannah's street by yeah. southwest and i was Sunset. like yeah so i was like oh look at that dude carrying a stop sign and sarah <laughs> and all of her friends were like oh my gosh and i'm like that's awesome and i'm like connor <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, you're just like, hey, what's going on, man? You're like, hey. like, like you didn't just rip a stop sign out of the, out of the ground and just care. Like you were like, like, hey, I'm really sorry. Like, I got the groceries. I got to go before the ice cream melts. That's how you acted. But instead, it was a stop like, sign. Old friend. 
Yeah. <laughs> layers to the story. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So, the, I mean, there is multiple layers that I've just listened to your uh, episode with Becca Smith. And last time you talked about layers was foreign guys as cocks. Um, but, <clears throat> layers uh, and hoods, baby. That's what we're, that's what we hang our hat on. Yeah. Getting paid, get laid. <laughs> get paid, get laid. New York way. Island life. Island time, baby. Stick and flicker. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was just, like, reckless freshman night of drinking. Like, I, that was, like, new, very new to drinking. Like, you know, like, the early times of drinking where you're just like, fuck yeah, I can take over the world. Well, that's what you experienced. <laughs> and uh, I, with a couple of other guys, just ripped a stop sign out of the ground, walked around with it for a while, saw Jackson. Jackson probably sobered me up a little bit, to be completely honest. <laughs> I could, I probably would have done something pretty bad. Because also when you when something like that happens when you're in that like like mindset of being drunk, it snapped because like you the odds that you would see Jackson that night were so slim. Right. Like he went he was at your college in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And ran into you that night. And you were probably like, What if my what if my mom sees me? (laughs) What if she's here? (laughs) <laughs> Jackson was uh, an embodiment of my own mother and, uh, <laughs> for such a thing I did not commit a felony but someone did related to me <laughs> so the layer to this story that I don't Jack I don't know if Jackson knows this but the layer to this story is you indirectly but also directly got someone from mass maritime kicked out of school he was probably someone that like was like shaking the stop sign i remember other people are shaking the stop sign and like i went over and no one wanted to pull it out and i was like excalibur <laughs> you're like i got this guys <laughs> um but yeah apparently some kid from mass maritime picked it up put it through a car window i was yep. long gone by that time <laughs> so you've been told yeah <laughs> so i've been told but i think no. i have jackson to thank for that night yes uh, you might have put you it through a car window. guys have both saved my life, like in, in, in multiple and at least one occasion each. Yeah, that's it. We're the podcast of saving lives. You know, that's just what we hang our hat on: <laughs> saving lives and wearing hoods. Oh yeah, baby. Um, yeah, that was just obviously like we uh, we we talked about that, um, like me and my like girlfriend and her friends because it was just a very jarring experience just to be like oh my gosh that guy has a that guy has a stop sign in his in his arms and i'm like yeah that's awesome I'm like, oh hey yeah. no, we went, we went to kindergarten together in his arms and he's not a crossing guard like that man's up to no good, yeah, my, <laughs> no grand, good. my grandfather was a crossing guard so <laughs> Like big Rest big shout out to crossing guards. Uh, Dickie's grandfather was uh, was probably the best <laughs> crossing guard that the crossing guard worlds have ever seen. Um, My mom gave him socks for Christmas every year because he was. She was like, "Yeah, like you look cold out there." Can you do me a favor? Can you actually tell both your parents I said sup? Yeah, absolutely. They they they'd love to. Larry uh, and they listen Larry to mom and your mom. All the time. Do they actually? No, they don't. we are like kind of like a mom podcast a lot of the georgetown moms listen so i'm like i'm always like tell just your mom 
right, no, my, mom, my mom will not be listening to this. <laughs> there you go. You've incriminated after yourself what, too much. After what was disclosed, my mother is, by my choice, not going to be a fan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, uh, we have a lot to get into, I have a feeling, um, in music world. I would like to quickly run down just my brain dump that yeah. I have in notes. Big brain dump. Uh, uh, crazy Stupid Love may be the greatest rom-com ever created. I have oh, heard this. I, ha- I watched it the other day with Sarah. It's Steve Carell. Five minutes into the movie, gets uh, divorced from his wife, Julianne Moore. He then is dime like so sad. Underrated. Dime. Dime. Oh, absolute dime. <laughs> oh. Is so sad. He needs to, uh, he goes to a bar. He sees none other than Ryan Gosling, who's this machismo, very much also, like- one of those star power late ads that you're mm-hmm. just like, what? He's like uh, uh, a machismo, gigolo, not gigolo, but like he's like a ladies man, womanizer. And he, as simple as, I'm going to buy you a drink. Let me buy you a drink. I'm getting you a drink right now. Bah, 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 bah. I'm funny. You want to get out of here? And then he takes it home and goes, bang, every, woman every night. Awesome. Steve Carell. I wish that was how the world worked. Yeah, yes. he's just like Duncan, if you want to say yeah. that. Like, I wish Ryan Gosling's character was like socially acceptable. Um, same, same, but different. Yeah. Steve Carell approaches Ryan Gosling. Actually, the other way around, Ryan Gosling approaches Steve Carell, starts to give him uh, like pickup advice and changes his wardrobe, how he acts, how he should be you know, carrying himself, what he should be telling women. And Steve Carell becomes this lady man, ladies man, come to find out he only sleeps with nine women um, compared to Ryan Gosling's like a million. Ryan Gosling is Gus, but with hot girls. Your words, not mine. Um, (laughs) Ryan Gosling, but in the background- I'm not beeping that out. (laughs) Ryan Gosling in the background is falling in love with Emma Stone. And the stones in this movie, um, and awesome. Uh, he ba 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 ba. I don't want to reveal the end, but true. If you are looking for like a, a good date movie, like you 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 got a girl and she's like you want to watch a movie, Netflix, Crazy Stupid Love. There's a little twist at the end. It's very funny. It's like you're way more funnier than your typical rom com. Like I feel like what's another one like. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing that's come to mind is Fever Pitch with Jimmy Fallon. See, that's <laughs> I have a whole list of rom-com classic rom like, as, as I'm moving into like moving in with my girlfriend, like I need to know these rom-coms that like are well reviewed by my peers. Crazy Stupid Love is genuinely very I love Crazy Stupid Love. That's I didn't even know that was a rom-com until like it, I would assume. Okay, the other advice Bacon's in it, Marissa Tomei's in it. The moving in, moving in with the lady advice is you guys got to find a couple of series that you are willing to rewatch before bed that you can both enjoy. Like New Girl is a great one. Parks and Rec is a great one. Yeah, the you, Office you gotta, was a great one. You got stuff that you just like turn your brain off to. A non-investable one. Like I was just yeah. about to give you a couple series, and I'm like, mm, because you got to invest yourselves. In you want yeah. like a you want a sitcom. You yeah. want. The thing is, we're we're all right with the uh, with the investments, you know. Uh, like we we did Sons of Anarchy, that was awesome. We're currently doing uh, The Sopranos. And yeah, but those are those are a, a cool. early evening cool. shows. You need uh, a late uh, evening show. <clears throat> no, yeah, the, that, we, that, well, that the I'm thing about- is, we'd watch Sons of An- we, we'd watch Sons of Anarchy before we went to bed. Fucking nightmares. 
<laughs> yeah. You got to have like a, a before word, I went to bed for a while. Vaguely like, pay attention to this and I might put it in your butt. <laughs> um, another brain dump. I have a brand new fascination. Brand new fascination. And I think it's going to help me with my novel. Um, with gas prices. No. Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Are you watching? You're listening to the Big Steel. I'm I'm done with the Big Steel, my friend. It was, um, was it worth it? <clears throat> very much so. Okay. Connor, listeners, the Big Steel is a nine. This isn't a rom com. No, this is not a rom com. <laughs> it's quite opposite. It depends on your definition of a rom com, but yeah. hey, <laughs> the Russian fa- rom com. Are you a fascist? It may be a rom com. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Big Steel is an episodic nine-episode podcast. They're about 20 minutes each, maybe gaining, you know, length towards the end, um, about how Vladimir, Vladimirovich, Putin, uh, stole the largest amount of money a government entity has ever stolen from the general people of this country. Uh, Putin... Putin, it, 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 it documents how Putin came into power from communist Russia transitioning into this new Russia where they are democratic, finger quotes, um, and against his rival, Mikhail Kordakovsky, or Kordakovsky, um, Kordakovsky, or something, um, who owned an enormous uh, oil company. He, Kordakochev, was talking baby oil or like the oil you put in cars. I'm talking about Texas tea, baby. Um, <laughs> let's go. Black it, gold. There you go. Black gold. It is, um, he's worth billions. And Putin just goes, I don't like you anymore because Kordakochev is trying to bring Western businesses, you know, capitalist business into a secretive communist country still doesn't like that and goes, I'm taking everything and I'm putting you in jail. Kordakovev served 10 years in prison. His other friends served well over, punished, uh, tortured, killed in prison. And it's documenting how he did all of it and how he legitimately is the richest man in the world unknowingly to everyone else. He's richer than Jeff Bezos. Putin owns trillions of dollars. And he's basically like, it's unknown to the rest of the world. So a lot of like Russian wealth is private wealth. Uh, it's, yeah, it goes back to like, I mean, also oh. like you get into like the Southeast Asian countries. There's a mm-hmm. ton of random wealth in there. Saudi, uh, yeah. there's a ton of really private wealth there. Yeah. Where it's like these people have money that we can't even like comprehend. Technically in the Philippines, there's a single, uh, single man that owns it all or a single family yeah. that owns all the Philippines. Yeah. It's like dating back. Like there's, there used to be kings in the Philippines and there's still a king and he technically still has the right to it. And technically he has the right to all the money made in the Philippines. So he is like a trillionaire, but he's like, um, whatever. So the, other, the other uh, recommendation I have for you is a listen to the dictators. Yeah. I'm going to go that next time. The dictators. And I think it's called, there's a spinoff called, but- I think it's called the narcos. And it's so there's the dictators that's about all of like like Kim Jong Il, I think. And then like the, all the those dad. dictators of the that dad, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there the narcos is like the Pablo Escobar's, like all that, the drug kingpin stuff. Mm. It's fucking awesome. Shout out to Mr. Patella on the dictator knowledge. The man introduced me to dictators. There you go. 
And snapping um, bra straps. Oh Christ! Is that someone else? Uh, I think that's a that's a rumor. I don't I don't know if that urban really... legend. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Cut the streams. Cut the streams. <laughs> His wife worked like four rooms away from him. What kind of balls do you have to do that? No way. Um, this that that have some fucking watermelons. <laughs> the, the the big steel also got me into like looking up like oh like current russian news because i think the big steel came out last year so i was like okay what else is going currently there's an election going on in putin is up for re-election he uh <laughs> to take out this political enemy um his name was like uh sergey Navat naval navally maybe yeah, a, a more russian name about, yeah. it sounds he, like a like an adjective like oh that person's just a little navally like, like, <laughs> they got a big old belly button, button. they're like, a little navally navally <laughs> um january of this year sergey navally was uh poisoned by nerve agent gas and is currently in a coma yeah and so my and so my question to you guys is is poisoning the best new trend to kill someone or should i just and should i learn how to make it like now should i learn how to make real nerve agent poison right now i don't think you should why not i think i should (laughs) there's definitely a lot of money in it you know what you should do trap the nerve gas in like I don't know, Ziploc bag, ship it over to me. Let me, I'm gonna test it. Ooh, open what if it up. I fart in a Ziploc bag and send it to you? No, <laughs> oh. that'll just make people angry. Let's three layers in. <laughs> you send me two at the same time. I don't know which one's the fart, which one's the nerve agent. The placebo effect. <laughs> like of course. <laughs> <laughs> <Send> the control. <laughs> so the listeners, go ahead and vote on Instagram. Is Jackson dead or does he smell like Duncan's farts? <laughs> Go uh, vote on Instagram on the uh, polls. I think okay. like the thing with the thing with poison. Um, I think it went away for a while because it, I, I feel like I don't well, know you know what it is. Poison was a woman's uh, tool, a woman's weapon. It was. That's what everyone called it. Yeah, <laughs> historically, it was, the woman's weapon is <laughs> poison, and so they were like, again, look at the world we're in right now. It's all, you know, Teddy Roosevelt's and Kim Jong-un's and, and, and Barack Obama's. Now Putin is flipping the script. He's, he's really, he's blurring the gender lines here by poisoning his enemies. Uh, a systemically woman weapon. Poison. Very proactive. One could argue Vladimir that, Putin, that if you ask Putin, is a, Putin is a, one of the top feminists in the world right now. <laughs> That's what that means. As as three straight men, I think we can say that. I think without question, (laughs) unequivocally. Without so, in conclusion, Vladimir, thank you very much for you have solved it. I solved women. He did it. (laughs) Women and men make the same now. And uh, he next he's going to tackle racism, and then we'll be good to go, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to use these Zoom reactions. Um, back go. to uh, oh. serious-ish topics. Um, did you hear the story, the NHL story, that related to Putin? No. Well, that he scored like 15, 15 goals in like a 
rec league game against no, Russia so versus Poland or something. Artemi Panarin is a Russian who plays oh, yes, on yes. the New York Rangers. And he has been very outspoken about not supporting Putin, about not being a huge fan of his, his politics and what he's done and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> so a pro-Putin, some would say a um, propaganda agent ran a story like, yeah. about uh, Panarin having assaulted a woman in like <clears throat> Czechoslovakia in like 2015. Jeez. No facts, no mm-hmm. sources, no nothing, just a smear campaign. And Panarin had to take a leave of absence so that he could like essentially hide from Putin. Yeah. This and is so like him and his family are like underground right now, like hiding out. This is what he does in the podcast. You truly like start to understand that, that he, he's a criminal. Yeah. They say that like right off the bat. Putin is, is two things. He's all about the KGB, the secret police and organized crime. And he's, the Kodakochev guy, he just out of nowhere, and all of his friends, they're like tax evasion. And they're like, here, here's my taxes here. But the whole Russian country is run on crime. So it doesn't matter. Like the police are corrupt. The government officials are corrupt. There's no just thing. So of course, that makes total sense that they're just like, yeah, you beat someone up in fucking Czechoslovakia or whatever. And there's no evidence whatsoever. The Russian government, the court system will go, oh, no evidence. That's okay. Perfect. Like you're, you're still going to be prosecuted. The guy, Kochev, the, uh, the, I think it was the sixth episode though. It's called the man in the cage. In the court systems, if you commit a big enough crime, like a federal crime in Russia, there is a 99 or a 90, like 5% prosecution rate. You go into the court system already unjustly like determined. Like there you're is, already there is guilty. no uh, assumption of innocence. Yeah. No assumption of innocence. They don't let you just sit next to your lawyer. They put you in a cage because that's where you're already going to end up because it's a 95% chance you will be found guilty. Oh they put Kotev. they i don't know they may grab this hockey player and they're fucking you'll see him on the news in moscow legitimately in a cage that's no, why he's a national he, hero he yeah. needs to be on on the ice yeah no he's i mean he's like one of the best players in the nhl so i don't think anything will happen to him but they like literally put him they like were like hey take a leave of absence this season doesn't fucking matter go protect your family yeah it, oh, so banana he, he's already most likely an enemy of Russia because he's gone west. Yeah. He's gone into well, a capitalist country <laughs> and he's working for a capitalist organization, the NHL, where it's privately owned and you can like make money up. Like Putin already doesn't like that. Unless but you're there like are other Russian players that Putin like gives them like a black card and is like Ovi. Like Ovi. Just yeah. But because Ovi doesn't speak out against it, he's yeah. smart enough no, to no, be no. like, yeah, yeah. Ovi bites Ovi. his tongue and just uh fucking spears uh Bruins players in the balls that fucking prick. Well, I, do just, I do love. I do love. That took a little left turn. He, he has. Ovi has a lot more to lose. I think he's just like a, like an all time name. Ovi and, supposedly has ties to what the podcast was talking about with these new Russians and oligarchs, where he definitely has some sort of family member that is basically like working for Putin. Yeah. So no, he's protected. Definitely. As it's lo- been like fairly well documented do that he right has some ties. Shit, he's protected. Yeah, like he, it's like an uncle or someone is like, what? I mean, he definitely has family members who are part of like the Communist Party and like probably like high up with Gorbachev or something. But it's just like, 
the right he i don't know when he was born but like i know what he's is he 40s duncan he's old uh, he's like 36 I think. 30 something so he was alive probably born behind the iron curtain um he probably grew up around this post soviet so new russians but a lot of the podcast goes into the classification i had a geography class where i had a, a, a he was a u.s guy he spent time behind there before and after the iron curtain fell and he lived with a new Russian family. He goes, I saw their closets. They don't own anything other than black. He goes, that's what they do. They wear black pants, black shirts, black coats, black shoes. They dye their hair black. That's like a thing. They have black cars, black cars, black furniture. Their houses are white, but like, that's like their like look. It's like, you know, like the Slavic people, they wear like the black Adidas jumpers. They're like, they're trying, Slavic people are trying to be New Russians. Russians. And they're like half like, money. Like Russia's cool. Like that, like mm. that's like the Eastern European. But all of those people, like the guy, my professor that I had, he goes, I knew that there was something weird. They may have either been oligarchs or in the Russian mafia, like low level. But he's like, th- his story was one day they were all, they lived in a neighborhood that was gated. So it was like a gate and then it was a thick drive, a long driveway. And it branched off into like six different houses. And he goes, there's families each really young. Like he was the same age as like these like adults, these new Russians. And they all lived in this. So like you rang the bell to like go into your own thing. And then it was a big driveway, six houses. And they all knew each other. One day they were like, we're all going to have a party, just vodka being passed around all this like Russian food and everything. And like nine o'clock on the dot, all the men stood up and looked at the professor and we're just like, just like we have business. And he's just like, okay and he, then one like guy like leaving the room turned back and he goes you know business right and the professor's like what and he goes you know bang bang and then left <laughs> and, and then, then left up with finger guns he went bang bang and left <laughs> that's an <And> electric <laughs> the professor stared us all that's funny <laughs> all 40 of us in that lecture hall in the eye and went i don't know what bang bang meant like <laughs> i like someone could have been dead and I was like privy to it. That's Russia, baby. But or maybe that the thing is, maybe we're underestimating Russia's sense of humor. And he was like, you know, bang bang. And then he turns around, it's like fucking dumbass. Like he was like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about easily, buying some game stock. Yeah, it was like it could have easily been, yeah, like bang bang, like haha, I'm just joking you. But he was like, what scared me the most was that he smiled when he did it <laughs> and, and yeah. all the other like five five husbands were like straight faced just to go full circle real quick we we got into to nhl a little bit i had a i got a little bruins twitter bump this week you did because I um i have started interacting with an account that is called deep throat depot mm-hmm. and they are a dedicated porn account that That's just also retweets depot? my bruins tweets and so it is just, just <laughs> come shot, come shot, come shot, blow job, blow job, blow job, Duncan. Duncan's tweet. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> is that the bathroom? Oh, we can do that? Yeah. You can do whatever you want. I'll All just right, keep I'm talking. Going. But so I, I tweeted that I, uh, I tweeted back at him. I was like, I respect that you're a dedicated porn account. That's also a huge Bruins fan. And that got a little bump from uh, a Bruins account. So. We're uh, we're just we're just out here trying to become, you know, 
I'm trying to become the uh, perfect compliment to Jackson's uh, weird Celtics Twitter personality. We're trying to cover all our bases. I'm, I'm kind of new to Twitter. Like what is, I'm not exactly new to Twitter, but it's taken me a little while. Um, like, Jackson, what's your, like, inside with the Celtics Twitter? Uh, I, I would say I don't have an inside. It's just I decided I love the toilet in the background as I talk about my fa- one of my favorite things online, weird Celtics Twitter. Um, it's just I decided one day, like, I have always wanted a shtick. And I thought I would be like, oh, my, my tweets are like, oh, like bits or stand up. And I try to like be funny and witty and have like a viral tweet. Um, and I decided that I'm never going to be able to do that. Um, so I just leaned into following all of the weird Celtics Twitter people because there are a lot. Um, there's people like, like Riffsman, mm-hmm. Frazier Ramon, uh, uh, like Smart Jay- Water. Smart, uh, well, yeah. Uh, Smart Water has been under some fire recently, but um, uh, like uh, El Ray, uh, there's just countless like Twitter people, Wooler T, um, like there's there's like a bunch of people who just they really started because of this guy Riffs Man being like I'm on Twitter, I'm going to make fate like Photoshop edits mm-hmm. of like my favorite Celtics players and make it funny. And like, just be like a number one Celtics fan on Twitter because like sports Twitter is like, has been like a thing. You tweet about your favorite teams, you get mad, you make jokes about it, and it mm-hmm. gained traction. And there Basically was so Twitter was built on. Yeah, and so many people were already involved, and I just started following all of those people. Uh, sometimes like replying early on, like replying to them under my my name, under like Jackson Fritz, mm-hmm. and. Then, like, after, like, a month or two, um, some of them followed me back. And then I started, like, just getting – I got – what is it called? Photoshop Mix, maybe? What is this called? Photo, yeah, fo- Adobe Photoshop Mix on my phone. It's super yeah. simple. It's, it's the cut and, like, uh, like, the magic wand tool on Photoshop where you can just cut out someone's face and paste it onto another photo. That's all I have. I want to I want to do that for so many things, and the crudeness of it is like part of the artistic. That's the, yeah, <laughs> you lean into the crudeness of it, or you yeah. saturate the shit out of a photo of Marcus Smart, mm. and that's art, baby. What did what app was it? Adobe Photoshop Mix. It's two like circles and like uh, by by black mm. background. I was I went through. I'm like going to apply for new jobs soonish, so mm. I went through my Twitter just to like even though I didn't even do it when I was graduating college, but I went through my Twitter just to do a quick audit, found some stuff that like I'd tossed out, but also um, back when uh, Kid Cudi released Man on the Moon 3, I had tweeted something about the uh, the intro. I was like, oh my, the intro sounds like you're in a spaceship with Batman. And guess who, like, I didn't tag anyone. I didn't know hashtags or anything. Isaiah Mustafa, which, do you guys know who that is? I've heard of him because I've heard you talk about it. Old Spice. Yeah. He's the Old Spice dude. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. 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 He told me about this, like, randomly one time. Yeah. He he replied with horrible grammar. Just like he said, (laughs) it good intro. (laughs) It good intro. Electric. That guy was fucking on the moon that's why he replied to you yes yeah, he was. <laughs> exactly so twitter twitter is such 
Twitter is such an amazing, I still had, I, I tell, I, I am like the, for the most part, the weird Celtics Twitter guy in the group um, that we're like, we still hang out with. And so like every once in a while, like Sean Swanton or Kevin or like Nick or Justin will be like, what's going on in that sphere? Like who, a lot of times you don't see like, uh, like I'll never get the Celtics score from weird Celtics Twitter. I'll get who they're hating that day. Yeah. So sometimes it's, we hate Adam Silver today, or sometimes it's, I don't know, like we hate Madonna today. It's there's vast could be anyone. It's like it's like when the when the Bruins hated Celine Dion for that little yeah. little piece. The <laughs> spectrum knows no bounds of who to hate and who to like on where it's Celtics Twitter. Riffs man will once in a while post a just a video of him playing a Prince riff on his guitar and be like, "Go sees," and that's it. Like and people that that gets a thousand retweets. Yeah, well, that's what I love is like because Bruins. Twitter is a little bit different and it's a little bit more, it's almost more like underground than weird it's, Celtics Twitter. It's smaller, like. yeah. So weird yeah, Celtics Twitter has like been on search it out. Like, like uh, what do you call it? What's his name? Um, Westerson, the guy that talks on the side of his mouth for the Celtics uh, broadcasts on like NBC Boston. He is fully fledged into it. I've been retweeted by him before. Yeah. And yeah. everything. Like he's in it. Abby Chin is in yeah. it. God rest her soul because she got saved by Word Celtics Twitter. She lost her job. This announcer lost her job. Word Celtics Twitter brought her back. Partially you, yeah. Partially you. And I and I, you can thank me, Abby Chen. If you're because we know you're, Jackson we know Chris. you're listening. We know you're listening. Yeah. Um, Don't get her on the pod. Celtics Twitter is just this, uh, like this, this. And Twitter itself is just this crazy thing. Like you could be retweeted by just saying, "I really like Kid Cudi." By Mustafa guy, Old Spice man. Yeah, and um, I think that's the beauty of Twitter is just being connected yeah. with, with with celebrities, and it always has been. Um, the, the, I'm gonna the, try to get Trent Frederick on the podcast. There you go. The the traction, like the 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 the, the momentum you need to gain, is here and there. Sometimes, like there was before pandemic, like I went to a Celtics game with Ben and Kevin. Um. No, November, actually. November 2019. And I took a video of me, like, losing my shit and going, like, with the garden behind me. It was was Knicks versus Celtics. That was the one where Jalen, in, like, the last, like, 10 seconds, hit this, like, this easy jumper over RJ, um, whatever the fuck his name is, the the, the rookie. And I lost my – yeah, RJ Slack. And lost this, I lost my shit, and I just posted that video on Twitter, and I got like sixty something likes and a bunch of retweets. And yeah. but then it it moves quick. It's like boom, it goes because the next day it's another, or the next the, the other the next two days it's another game coming up, and someone else is going to be like in the spotlight. Yeah, but it could be for something completely. It could be just for a a guy being like Stephen Adams's beers man. And you're like, a hundred likes, sixty retweets. That guy's amazing. Or Riffs Man decides to make like an edit every once in a while. Yeah, and that's it's, totally like yeah. part of the allure of of Twitter is just like how how brief it is. Like the 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 brevity of it makes it open yeah. for so many more people. And I, that's I, why TikTok is like yeah. the brevity is like a couple of hours. Like yeah. you could be famous for an hour. Dude, yeah. TikTok is Twitter on crack cocaine. Yeah, on PCP. 
Yeah, no, it's, just it's as fucking... a child. Like, 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 <laughs> fucking adults are just chi- like, like adults on PCP and cocaine are just children. They're you know, just children. And an eleven-year-old yeah. without their Ritalin. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, wow, that's a superhuman right there. An eleven-year-old without their Ritalin. Shut up, uh, Ritalin. It's if you're looking to, you need to find I, the the big thing. If I were to tell people, because me and my brother are both in in Celtics Twitter now, he's still private, and I've told him he has good enough shit. Where he will yeah he get, needs to get unprivate. That's where like he can get his... he can get seen. Like he yeah. doesn't make edits. He but he finds obscure photos, and that's a big thing in Celtics Twitter. Like I found a photo with anus anus Cantor being stepped on by like a weird Boston like dancer. She was all in Celtic stuff. She had blonde hair, and it was they're at the Red Auerbach Center in Boston and practicing. And anus Cantor was in practice gear on the ground like. And a woman was stepping on him, holding a basketball. I just found that. Yeah. I put it out there, and I got like a bunch of likes and retweets. Uh, and it, no, no edit. It was just like, this is a photo that exists. Sam does that all the time. The Sam other finds- thing is like, I've been like just getting followers just because Trent Frederick has been doing things in the games mm-hmm. lately, and every time someone searches him on Twitter, I pop up because of my name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's a great platform for you guys. Uh, and you can find. Pod- you You can find your lane too like for anyone out there that's looking to get into find your lane don't just be like i'm gonna take on all of twitter find your lane find your lane yeah there's infinite amounts of lanes you can invent new lanes like there's old lanes that are that are all vacant you could be a a a a dedicated porn account that also loves the bruins there you go find your lane my my favorite right now is random college athlete they just every every day they post about like five just random college athletes it's like I'm, I can, I'll pull one up right now and and try to share. Marty it. Mush was a, was on yesterday. Yeah. There was a couple good ones. That's not right. Uh, Marty Mush is like the coolest name ever. This this isn't a random one. But His most... actual name is Matt Cahill. So oh really? Um, this wow. is uh, Ryan Ryan Tesler, Syracuse defense, 2010 to 2012. It's just a man playing soccer. No, no idea who that and is. like the thing is like it's 2010 to 2012 mm. like who, who the fuck cares steven eccles lynchburg college point guard 2006 2010 and he played Lynch, basketball lynchburg college uh paul, one of them... paul claymere heidelberg university tennis 2014 to 2018 yep, i love electric i love this twitter account that's awesome. there was one i i saw the other day that was really good but i can't I think, come up with it quickly, i think like so. probably <laughs> like the non-talent best like media thing to be on was the all hair league the all hair oh league the minnesota all league. hockey hair all hockey hair. they still put that out sometimes they yeah. i think they still do it every year well they took a break i believe they took a break because like the guy was legitimately like i like there's nothing happening like there's, there's I'm no hair. There's I'm no a, hair i'm a i'm a dad oh and i got something else going on Anthony Beef Shaw, Hobart College defensive tackle, 2006, 2009. Beef, beef. <laughs> Jack, Jack. Where's the, the database? S- like, I want to know, like, what what do they scroll through? What do they find? It's How do submissions. They do- yeah. Oh, it's I've, okay. Yeah. That, so, but there's a certain way, like, you get there. So, like, what was That's that? That's true. That's true. Where was that, the? What like, was the in between? Phil, they must the dirt- just yeah. Hold on, I got this one. Phil, the dirty martini, University <laughs> of Chicago quarterback, 2018, 2022. 
I've uh, I've submitted a uh, a DM to this account. It's not me, but it is a friend of ours, and I have not seen it yet. I may do it again very soon. We're, tonight. Yeah, we're waiting for it. We need to spam it a little bit. I think. Yeah. Friend of ours, college athlete. We got to connect the dots there. Okay. We got a couple. Um, yeah, we could honestly just spam a bunch of our friends. Yeah, um, I think I they have... do intramurals too. I think they'll. I think they'll do that. You just don't have to. You don't just don't have to be honest. <laughs> if yeah. you have like, fun. there's there's club like they just showed like oh Akron lacrosse. Akron lacrosse is club lacrosse. Like they don't yeah. have like a legit. Yeah, Doesn't matter. No, no one's gonna know anyway. So. Do we want to get into music? Drops. I have two more thoughts. First of all, gas prices. What the fuck, dude? Two seventy. Thanks gallon? for that thought. I haven't driven around in a while. It's <laughs> horseshit. It's horseshit. This is what happens when we elect a Democrat, and I I will not stand for it. Red State Duncan. Thank you. Thank you, Tennessee. <laughs> Second Back. of all, I bought a new pair of pants. They're like I don't know if you can see them. They're like running pants. They're like oh, Lululemon those, running pants. I was pants. just going to say, like, very Lululemon of you. Dude, they are the most comfortable thing I've ever owned, and they've made me so happy this week. They're, like, light and, like, stretchy, and they feel like I'm not wearing pants. Oh, my. And they look fire. I'm just such a happy I, guy. <clears throat> I will say that, like, Lululemon, very comfortable stuff. Uh, do men say that like right off the bat you don't even have to ask like they're just they're just like oh this lululemon's so comfortable do they is it like you put the comfortability on the table to take away from the the masculinity that you're losing for wearing something called lululemon or uh i would say no first of all these aren't actually lululemon they're from target um because I gotta I, get my Nissan. I know I gotta get some of yeah. those. The Target, yeah, they must be the same. So expensive. That's they were like, yeah, they were like thirty bucks, dude. They're legit. I'm telling you. Hell yeah. And then, um, but no, I don't know. I don't. Maybe for some people, but like, I don't. Yeah. If you think no, I'm I don't give a gay shit for wearing Lululemon, like, okay, dude. A lot of people are like, I oh, will I be over here like comfortable why I'm wearing balls. them. If someone says they're wearing Lululemon, I'm like, fuck yeah, those are great. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm wearing them because they're comfortable. It's like, just fucking wear okay. them. <laughs> yeah. Just now, let me ask you this. You're wearing Lululemon and you're sucking a dick. Okay. No. <laughs> like, like, like I'm still comfy. Is gay. If being still comfortable comfy. is gay, I'm Elton John. Like, fuck it. <laughs> I've heard that you can uh, fuck dudes and still be straight. That's a an internet thing that's happening right now. All, All right. Um, new music. <laughs> I'm also wearing blue jeans. I know you guys. I know you guys don't like them. Yeah, we're an anti-blue jean podcast, but I'm big I, fan of the I could though. not. Yeah, we're a big time cuff podcast. I don't think I could a picture Connor O'Grady in anything other than blue jeans. It's all I ever have. I no. wear the same pair of jeans like for years. Yeah, it's great. Doesn't matter how They're much just weight, weight I gain or lose. I can no, you're just wearing the ass out. This, oh, the, yeah. the ass is a see-through now. <laughs> <laughs> they become assless chaps in like four to four and a half years. Love it. Um, music. Um, Drake released three songs called Scary Hours 2. I listened to one of them. Yeah. I listened it's, to all three of them. Hot take. Better than I expected. Really? Didn't mind them. Is he sounding different at all? It's It's just always something that like around a lot of drake's career i feel like he's found the same a lot he's found a sound that really works like 
I think he's gone for a little, I think as far as like voice, I think he went down a little bit on his pitch. I think he's going a little deeper. Do we think that that's editing though? Yeah, definitely. He also had one of his hooks. But it's his choice. It's his choice to edit It might be on the the baby baby song. I think he, um, he basically just took the Travis Scott hook formula with the auto tune. Yeah. It sounds exactly like Travis Scott. That's the so one song people, I did listen to, actually. So many people and I was like, copying Travis Scott. These yeah, days. everyone, dude. It kind of makes me angry. I like, tra- not- Go ahead, Tom. Well, there's nothing like, that I love more in music than like someone like doing their own thing, like creating a new sound. So many people are doing Travis Scott. Uh, I attribute Drake Retweet. a lot to um, the Strokes. The Strokes are very much a band that ebbs and flows with time they're their own sound like you can easily put on a stroke song and be like oh wow like that's a stroke song they do however from a musicianship standpoint like on guitar or on drums you can hear it and you can go like they just they just ripped off someone else oh yeah yeah like they rip like they're like they at one point uh, they have like a their earlier songs sound very similar to um, like a Tom Petty riff. I was just going to say Tom Petty. There's a lot of Tom Petty takes through, through yeah. like their strokes. Stuff. And then later on, their, their sound does morph and change from like the first three albums. First two albums, they're like, okay, that's the strokes. Like this is them and everything. This is it, is their album. But then their like third album, it's like a weird, almost sounds like cop music. There's a song called Juice Box or like that. Oh, that was, yeah, the black and red one. The black and red. And then they're, that red one, uh, the count countdown time machine or something was like synth. This last album, yeah, it was very eighties, very eighties, and, like, and yeah. So they have and flow, and Drake does that too. Drake had his early stuff. He then trying to transformed into like slower trap. He had like reggae songs, like like yeah. passion fruit, and he was just like talking with like a British accent. And I know it's weird, but he's taking so much from other people to make himself you can make your music sound like different genres but he himself was changing how he acts in the studio he was like oh big ups and it's like you're from canada too <laughs> i know that was a bit of a stretch but i and i totally understand what he's trying to do because yeah. there's nothing better than an already established musician like making a new sound like that's yeah. that's just awesome but i don't know when when, when you're hey sarah <laughs> in a robe <laughs> jackson's playing yeah, computer again <laughs> go ahead um but yeah just like when when you're trying to be something that you just very much are not like then you're just kind of trying too hard to make that sound and it's never going to come out right yeah i mean let's I'll, play a game real quick i'll continue to listen to this album oh the three songs <clears throat> so this is a, a tiktok account i found the other day called shout out dj habibits so he does uh samples and he tells you where the sample is from and then shows you how they made the sample <clears throat> so we're gonna do i'm just i'm hopefully you guys can hear this is this this draft, draft songs again? you probably didn't know were samples uh, we got a travis scott song today i'm gonna play the original sample first and then show you how they cut it and then play travis scott let's go <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's so many people yeah. have been doing that of recent where they it's it so to, cool, dude. It used to be chop up like a an old song, like a like a Daft Punk or um like a black star or like any of the yeah. but or or like tribe or whoever, but now it's take a whole song, find like eight bars of it and just put it through a filter and turn the volume of it down. That's the new trend. Is yeah. put it through a filter, turn it down a tiny bit the volume, yeah. And then obviously because put a like you over just it. chop it up. I, I take you probably saw the video of Daft Punk how yeah. they like yeah. had that sample and they were like play this play play this part play this part then play this part then play this part yeah. seconds this part. seconds to make it an actual like you're they're cutting yeah. up was like their drum beat. Yeah, and that that was so cool. Just taking a different play, piece of the song, not just letting the sample play and through, just like taking this and just being like, yeah. like I fuck. like that better. And they flipped it too. They played the middle section first, and then the second, and then the first, and then yeah. the last one. And this and then, is like, like the third one three times, and then like. If we were to relate the two, it's like obviously Daft Punk is putting so much more work into their sample, and Travis Scott just seems like again, like I said, he's just taking eight bars and putting it through a filter and he's not chopping it up like that yeah, but there's no reason to also like yeah fucking, there's so much great music out there that's what sampling's there for like people have been doing it for years and years and years the wonderful things have happened like fuck yeah. it i mean we wouldn't have dj Premier. we wouldn't have the rizza we wouldn't yeah. have so much music without Wonder. <laughs> yeah but i think that's a i get literally in these rabbit holes of those tiktoks i could just watch those for hours really <clears throat> watching um, how uh watching how kanye does a lot of samples is really cool that's there's that eight minute video that we found in college dump we may have sent it to you connor where his big we've talked about on the pod his big thing is he wants this the the foundation of his songs to be vocals so if you go back he always has his samples are always vocals they're never music yeah 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 you did you did send me that yeah, that's it, it because he just believes that the, like the, the voice, the voice is, like, is the best instrument yeah, or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The um, other cool thing is uh, there was a whole series of like uh, people taking um, Rick James yelling things on stage and just using it as a sample, which I think is fucking <laughs> awesome. I love uh, Dynamite, whatever yeah. that Beastie Boy sample, and it was used a million times over. There's like um, the one from DNA where he's like, Give me the ganja. Yeah. Give me the ganja. <laughs> uh, Tyler the Creator for Coke, a cola. Uh, such a fun, such a fun thing. Like, I. Hashtag not an ad. Going, yeah. The thing is, like, he started kind of making songs like that. He's like, this is for a Coca-Cola ad. And he'd just make it. And, like, people would be like, fucking just, he's a weird dude. <laughs> like, now he could probably, like, I don't know if that's actually from a Coca-Cola ad, but, like, he could make that, send it to Coke, and they'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll make that. Like They'd be like, yes, we're going to make a commercial right now, and we're going to put you in it because you have so much pop culture appeal i think the hook is just like you know what it tastes like coca-cola or something like that. <laughs> no it's like tell me what it tastes like yeah tell me what it tastes like coca-cola um i mean i've heard that i've heard that song on the commercial i it's it's out now you can find it on the commercials and everything um i just want to say tory lanes dropped an album fuck them let's move fuck on tory lanes yep <laughs> Denzel and Kenny Beats, we were just previously talking about this. They just released what seems like 
projects almost unfinished. There's a whole album where the names of them are these weird like word dot zero five something but all this different stuff and then there's not much it's just a beat there's not many like rapping to it but he did release cosmic that has joey badass and denzel yeah. on it i think a lot of it's cut and floor stuff from unlocked which was their last album uh because a lot of stuff was kind of formatted as such like like dot mp4a files or like pkg files or something like that like in that last album and then they were like yeah we got a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't quite finish but we have a whole bunch of finished shit here let's release that album release it into yeah. make more money it seems like the beats are finished it just seems like that the the vocals aren't they're just like here you go like how i don't know it's probably attuned to like how gucci puts out his instrumental tracks and everything what uh what I was so we were talking about how anything by Kenny Beats is gonna catch our ears. Have you guys heard about his project with what was it called? Trash Talk. Is that the I thing you sent so, me to? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, the, no, not, no, not the podcast. Though. No, 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 no. So Trash Talk is an old uh, Odd Future affiliate. Yes. Um, and it was just like this fucking screamo skate band Love that it. like I was in like fucking deep in us as odd future as we were like i still wasn't touching that like it was yeah. not my thing um kenny up with them, and like most of the album is all screamo they have this one like like 50 second song that's half like screamo and half like kenny beats just cutting it up and it's Love actually it. really cool like you just kind of like like you can deal with this kind of screamo for that long and then huge payoff by kenny beats really cool mm. what he does like it it made me respect kenny beats a lot more i like shit like did that. you listen to the episode where we talked about kenny beats or the podcast that kenny beats was on he's been Neither. on the podcast over oh, two i wish that's a that's <laughs> like a white whale if we can get kenny beats on this podcast that's when i'm like okay uh, we can retire now kenny beats and mrs Vieira. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. That's the <laughs> ideally both. What if at the they same double time. book? What if it's we, the that's what I'm saying? We <laughs> hit our quota. We talked about her every episode. We hit our quota. There we go. Cheers. Um, so Kenny Beats was on. I'll just make it brief because people have already heard about it. But he was on Rick Rubin's podcast talking about like production stuff, and it was one of the most fascinating like listens. It was a master. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, it was like a master class because he would he he brought out like some beats. And would explain what he's doing, yeah. And like in getting inside his mind, his like genius mind of like, I take this, I put it, I I cut it here, I edit it, I make sure I put it through a filter, or I add this beat. I stay away from this. I add this. It was crazy. You guys need to send me more podcasts because I didn't know that Rick Rubin had a podcast, and that's just something that I would be fucking yep. all over. Yep. So, I mean, he, so one of the things is he made the Rick Rubin podcast uh, intro song and styled it after a Beastie Boys song. And it sounds exactly like a Beastie Boys song. Yeah. And then his like main example was he was like Vince Staples hit me up one day and was like, yo, I want some Pharrell type, like Neptunes type beats. And so he had found the sample, like the original thing that Pharrell used. It was like an A kind of thing where it was like, hey. And he found where Pharrell got that and then just used that. And he was like, as soon as you use that, everyone thinks Pharrell. Mm. Mm. He has crazy. such an expansive knowledge of 
DJing, MCing, sampling that he can like pinpoint. And also culture. And culture, yes, exactly. He can pinpoint motifs in people's music to be like, that's Pharrell, that's Beastie Boys, that's, uh, you know, fucking, I don't even know what, Curtis Blow. Yeah. That's that's these certain little things, and that that's was how... The sneak. Funny you say Curtis Blow. I've been thinking of Curtis Blow literally all day. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, he had all of these... Curtis this, Blow this, and the potions guy. He had all of this knowledge. <laughs> my fucked up today. He had all this knowledge to be like, Oh yeah, uh, you know Grandmaster Flash. He was using these records, and so like there, I have a collection. This is my Grandmaster Flash sample, like not Flash yeah. albums, but the albums that Flash used. He goes, "This is my collection of them." So I just, I just have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, like that's one of the reasons why you can tell it's a Kenny Beats beat, like when immediately. When you're yeah. yeah, and like that's what I'm saying about people having their own sound. Like, like Kenny Beats understands all these people's different sound, and just like yes, and like that comes from here, that comes from there. He knows the fucking genealogy of each people's sound, and so he was able to build his own genealogy of his own sound, and that's what makes an incredible artist. You know, that is what why you need to listen to that that yeah. fucking podcast. Fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, Juice World and Post Malone dropped something. It, whatever chance in ugk i don't know who chance is too well but obviously ugk it's chance a weird the rapper no it's not pretty big rapper. it's not chance the rapper it's chance chance the old head chance, i think it's a chance the old head because he's with is a rapper but isn't the rapper no um chance a rapper um in UGK. <laughs> and such a bad joke. <laughs> i like that um and ugk it's slow whatever uh let's get into the draft because i'm taking off soon okay so um rules are as follows i think we cut it down we only do three rappers and one producer okay so you draft a producer you're making a super album yes you're drafting a producer and then you're drafting three rappers to be on it and you got to decide what this, you want. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, I'm also like... unprepared for this. I'm ready. Who wants who wants first overall? I I don't Hold think on. I need it, but I'll take it. Yeah. Guess gets gets it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I just I just want to let you know I have a really deep producer, so you guys I'm, I'm drafting that last round. Okay. Uh, I I mean I'll go second. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll go third. I okay. thought you were gonna make a pick. I was like, no, 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 no. I know. Um. So, are we? Can we just say whenever we want? Like, we don't have to. Like, producers aren't saved until the end. No, you can draft whatever, wherever you want. I'm okay. just telling you that I'm drafting a producer last round. Yeah. All right. I think you guys are going to take the good producers off the board, so I have a deep pick. Yeah. Let's see. Fuck. See, I got, I got, I got a couple of producers that I want. Um, all right. Let's, the first person that I can't get out of my head that I want on my team is Method Man. Great. That's a great first overall. I love that. He works together with so many people. Like he, anytime you've seen a Method Man feature, it blows up a song. Yeah. Yeah. He's also exactly. just like the best dude. He's also like you, if you need a, someone to fill in at linebacker, 
method. Man. You need someone to do a guest first method, man. You need someone to smoke you under the table method, man. Method man. I mean, the no, man's he, versatile. He'll do it all. He'll do it all. <laughs> Are we also able to pick like live, living dead? Yes. Okay. Yes. But also about method man. Great choruses too. One of the yeah. hardest things in rap. Like he, he, like he did a lot of choruses for Wu Tang. Mm. Big facts. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to producer first just to get it out of the way because it was the like first producer actually to come to my mind. A multifaceted producer and in the rap game or music game, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of soul, a little bit of hip hop. I want Timberland. Nah, Tubo. Take a look okay. at yours. And you, want- <laughs> you, got, you, you have so many nice plugs. You also, yeah, you also low key. I mean, you're technically the- rapping a producer rapper as well because he. He might spit a verse for you. Exactly. And I mean, if say this He's is like definitely legit, giving you ad libs at minimum. It's like I I am a agent and I can sign three rappers and I sign one producer. I'm I'm getting some longevity with Timbaland because he's probably gonna be like, hey Justin, like you wanna come yeah. be on the track? Yeah. And I'm like, for free. <laughs> you, want, you wanna come do the chorus? <laughs> you wanna take it to the chorus? You wanna take it to the chorus? Go ahead, Donkey. Tell me a girl. Snake draft. I'm, I'm going with the guy. A lot of heat from, oh, you go ahead, Donkey. I was going to say Justin guy. Timberlake's under a lot of heat from uh, yeah, Britney hey. Spears right now. You but. win some, you lose some. Am I right? He's um, still Justin Timberlake. Yeah, he's still <laughs> wildly successful. I'd rather be Justin Timberlake under heat than just me. Yeah, in a normal day. <laughs> At, on my best day. Um, <laughs> so I'm going with someone who's near and dear to my heart, who I would be very disappointed if i did not have him as a a cornerstone of my super group mm-hmm. i need at least 10 verses out of this guy if i'm making an album groovy q Ooh. all right if this is your deep cut producer no i i'm waiting waiting the uh, deep cut producer is way down the road i'm gonna yeah. see what you guys take and then i'm gonna so you're make picking my now a deep cut rapper yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Wacky. I mean, Deep Cut, I don't know about that. Collard Greens is one of the biggest songs of all time. Yes, but... Currently, no. But, I mean, also, I mean, he had that verse on the Gibbs song that was fucking I, flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think Schoolboy... Uh, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that, though. Like, he's always going to do well, and... Oh, fuck. I, I did not hear the Q part. You may have cut out. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Schoolboy Q. I was like, yeah, I heard, I heard like groovy, and I was like, who the fuck is groovy now? <laughs> no, yeah, schoolboy Q with a pound of the oh, part. Okay. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I was like, I was like, there's only two rappers on Call of Greens. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I, am um, I listening to a, a different version? Are we snake drafting? Yeah, let's snake draft. Yeah, Go let's ahead. Snake. Okay, snake drafting. Oh goodness, goodness me. Um. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't thinking snake draft. So um, I think I'm going, fuck. Fuck, this is tough. Oh. This That second pick is tough. Are you in your mind palace right now or are you reading something? No, true? I'm both in my mind palace and I'm reading our bracket so that I have like, because that's how, that's kind of where I'm drawing from. Um. I'm looking, so my, my thought process is I, I want someone out of the way early who's going to give me 
strong hooks as well as wrapping ability. And I just don't know who that person is. And Freddie I don't want to go make some strong hooks. And I think he'd go. It's, well it's with cool boy Q. I know it's between, honestly, it's between Gibbs and ASAP Rocky. Those are good. They'll, they'll both, they'll both make some good hooks. My other thought was Anderson Pock, but I don't think I can't go back to back West coast. And I, I just don't. Yeah. I think Anderson Pock works best in like speaking about new music, like in what he's doing right now. Like he, he, I was hating on Bruno Mars for the longest time and like watching yeah. what he did with Bruno Mars. Like Bruno Mars sounds like a Teddy Pendergrass that just got hit in the balls, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't so, think I don't think Teddy Pendergrass has been mentioned on this podcast yet. So congratulations! No, yeah, first. you got it. <laughs> I'm going with ASAP Rocky. I think it's the same. there. You go. That's a good pick. Yeah, um, I'm going rapper, and in the same vein that that uh, Connor was saying about like, or and the two of you being like, I want a singer in there. I'm going Gambino. Ooh, okay. Gambino and Timbaland, I think, would work well together as well. I yep. think so too. That'd be a really interesting duo. They've never, I don't know if they've ever worked I'm, together. I'm looking for like a soulful, almost like tribe called Quest feel. Like a little, like, I want some sample, I want instruments involved in the recording. Yeah. No, that's good. And I, it, I'm going to throw you, I already know, I already know you're not going to pick any of my people. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to hit you with a big punch come my that's last cool. round. Yeah. You're, I, I'm, yeah. I, I, I know where I'm going with this one. This one's an easy one. Uh, Q-tip would be my next guy. Ooh, great one. I'll wait for Duncan to come back to say it one more time. No, he's got his AirPods and he can hear you. <laughs> okay. So he knows that you picked Q-tip. Um, That's good. But yeah, Q-tip's also like, I mean, he produced a lot of the, like along with Jay Dilla, but he produced a lot of the Tribe Called Quest stuff. Total perfectionist. Yeah. Like he, people had to, had to rip him away from the boards when, when they were making the newest Tribe Called Quest album. Yeah. If you, I love just, I have, um, uh, what is it called? Marauder. What's their album? Marauders. Midnight Marauders. Um, Midnight Marauders. I love just looking at the back of that record just to see the amount of people who worked on that album. The all the faces. Bo- all the, not even all, just all the faces. Looking at oh. who was given what credit. Q, yeah, yeah, yeah. Q, Fife was producing shit. Fucking MCA was producing shit in a, in there. Like the beat, they were all. It was everywhere, and I loved it. All the Midnight Marauders. Yeah, and that's that a great was pick. very clan. That's out. a great pick. Yeah. So now you have your third pick. Now I have my third pick. It's, um. So oh, it's three rappers and a producer. Yeah. I'm actually afraid this one's going to be taken off the board. So I'm going with Madlib. Ooh. So we got Method Man, Q-Tip, and Madlib right now. Wow. Adding a little soul into it, I think yeah. my, my, for, my fourth pick is going to bring it all together. You're producing. Well, yeah. Well, or, yeah, Madlib. Mad yeah, Mad yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So the third rapper is going to bring it In all together. My brain together. right now. Madlib, he's, like, he's worked with live bands again and again. Like All through the Freddie Gibbs' albums, they've been live bands. And he's got this this knowledge of jazz that is just ridiculous. Mm, like it's he insane. tried to reinvent jazz as a DJ, like sampling a whole bunch of jazz records. And if you look up uh, uh, Madlib attacks the Blue Note, really cool album. It's all like DJ jazz. Mm. And like, mm. 
love that shit. For my second rapper, I am taking a page from Connor. I'm going Fife Dog. Fife Dog. I'm looking also for this to be a very woke album. Chan- uh, Gambino and Fife. It, we're going to be talking politics here. So I'm excited. I just, I want you guys to get ready for my fourth rapper. I want you guys to just strap oh, I'm so excited. Oh, <laughs> it's going to work. All out. right. All right. So my number three rapper, I'm going Pusha T. Of course. One of the greatest ever. Actually, my favorite to make it in your guys' bracket. He's going to have 100%. I, I think he's I, gonna have a tough matchup in two. Like he's beating up, he's yeah. beating up Rick Ross right now. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna have a tough one against Wayne. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be real tough. But I mean, Pusha T. I I would argue. I think that Grindin might be the best rap song of all time. I th- I don't know what song you could put up against that that you're possibly getting. Rappers you want a Georgetown story around Grindin? Yes. I had a dream. It was in a Mr. DeFranco's psychology class for keeping dream journals. And I had a dream that like, I was like riding around listening to grinding. And um, Danny Sarsha was my dream analyst. And, um, and she, she, and like, she was telling, and I was like, it was like such a fucking cool ass gangster time. I was like, you know, hanging out, like riding bikes, like fucking with some shit. <laughs> like maybe you just want to grind with someone. Oh, awkward. <laughs> and I was, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You don't get it. You know, your fourth, you your fourth dunk. My producer. So I was. I'm gonna tell you what my my deep pick was. If if some other people didn't get off the board because I'm I'm switching it up. My deep pick was going to be um Harry Fraud. Nice. That was my real deep. The pick. music but, out there, Harry Fraud. Maury that's not, what, that's not who I'm. Still taking. one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I'm taking Kenny Beats because that's an obvious pick with Schoolboy, Pusha T, and ASAP. I mean, he's going to be able to draw and like kind of recreate those beats from early Pusha T days, from early ASAP days, and then give something for you, Schoolboy to work so on. So you're going to make the greatest Easy rap man. album of 2016. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remake black hippie with a different group of people is yeah. what I, I was going to say you were you were literally just electric body for a while so. <laughs> <laughs> you were the song electric body and then yeah. you're like right, let's, let's so, my fourth rapper i'm gonna have a very soulful um very you know funky uh track there will be an interlude that it's almost like the listeners are going to be like where the fuck did this come from it's gonna switch the trap it actually, it's not even going to be trap. It's going to be like chop and screw music from like Atlanta. It's going to be some hard yeah. shit. It's going to take a big right turn and we're going it's to have wall, a, Yeah, it's a, no, wall. it's going to be a big outro. <laughs> it's going to be a big outro that comes back into like the funkiness. It's almost like, you know, a, a, like a, 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 a like a breaking out of like your subconsciousness. That interlude, I want one man and one man only. Big pun. <laughs> Big pun, baby. I love it. They're like, wow, big puns on this song. Like, what just a like you, thing. I want, <laughs> I want, to, I want people to just do a double take when they're like, chance, Fife, big pun. <laughs> I want that. I, I totally want, want big pun. 
You want shock and awe. Shock I, and awe. I want, I want Big Pond and Timberland to have a fight in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I feel like Timberland's very professional in the studio. Yeah. Like, he, like that's his fucking job. He's been doing it for years. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. Big Pond ever was. <laughs> All right, Connor, what are you wrapping this up with? Mo's deaf, baby. Yeah, that's a great Bay. pick. Yeah, that's a great Bay. pick. So I got two jazzy motherfuckers. Well, like three jazzy motherfuckers and Method Man. Who mm. I yeah. And for. Method Man is going to do whatever you need him to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure Method Man is wrapped on like EDM beats. So you should yeah. be good to go. <laughs> He's done it all, baby. He's done it all. all right, Jackson. Quick, good, the bad, and the ugly to wrap this thing up. Yes, I don't have one prepared, but yes. That's cool because I have it very prepared. There you go. First you one. Say. Connor, do you know how good the bad and the ugly works? Nah, I have no idea. Never it's really. like uh, overrated, underrated on Pitchfork, except you can also pick ugly. <laughs> I love it. It's I, don't called, think I've, I don't think I've got to the very end of one of your episodes yet. So. It's called We Steal Things from Other People and Make It a Little Different and Then Call It Our Own. You don't have to admit it. It's okay. <laughs> very first one, Connor O'Grady playing Call of Duty. Ugly. <laughs> for a minute, I didn't understand how that worked, and I was waiting for other people's answers, but I knew the answer all along. Um, cheap sunglasses. Uh, good. Okay. Underrated part of our them? society. Oh wait, wait, what's that? One more what? time, Duncan. I said it's they're an underrated part of our society. They are kind of like the glue. Like you're just like fuck, and you're like, I don't have my good sunglasses. But then you're like, you reach down underneath the car seat, and you're like, oh. And then they, you, they're like the cheap plasticky Ray Bans, and you're like, wow, these are cutting the tops of my ears. But the sun's out of my. But they work. They're also great for snowboarding. Yeah, Yeah. they're great, and also with um, like you. It, it, they're for less responsible people because nice sunglasses are expensive. If you're not yes. responsible, you use l- the shitty sunglasses. I bought pit vipers and I feel like a douche. I love like... that so much. <laughs> These are expensive sunglasses. That I, I so I have this this issue where I have bad eyesight, so I have to get bad sunglasses or else, uh, or I have to get good sunglasses or else I can't see anything. I was gonna say like I don't know if that works. Yeah. <laughs> um fitted sheets um so I'm, a life without fitted sheets would just be very dusty yep uh and ruined mattresses they're good they're just they're just like one of my favorite things to do is like i'll do this with someone or alone and i put like the the two fitted sheet corners at the bottom and then lay down in the bed and just like starfish and put the other corners down <laughs> and then you're in the fitted sheet and it's the coolest forever. <laughs> Have you ever folded a fitted sheet correctly? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> not a single time. I don't think I even try with fitted sheets. No, I just kind of wrap it up and throw it in my closet. And there There's we definitely go. a valuable wiki how on that, but who knows? Jackson, you got any more or no? Yep. Um, Mandy Patinkins. Wait, what? Repeat. Mandy Patinkin. The actor from Homeland. The actor from Homeland. Never watched Homeland. There you go. So just give it good, bad, and the ugly. Mandy Patinkins. That's probably ugly. 
Yes, good answer. <laughs> good answer. No, actually, no, wait, he was um he was no, hold on before you move on. Manny Patinkins was Indigo Montoya. Yes, oh, he was. My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed okay, my father. Name Prepare is to Indigo die. Montoya. I don't think killed my I don't father. Know how sexy is an die. And that was Mandy, that was a young Mandy Patinkins. Erotic is my oh, okay. quite erotic say bad, city. <laughs> <laughs> um oracle from batman oracle from batman yeah it's it's barbara gordon when she uh got her spine kicked in when oh 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 yeah just the whole situation is ugly but like such a like i would say overall good because like you feel bad and it's barbara gordon and uh so like there's... I, I think she falls under title eight Disabled can work just as much as anyone else can. And Batman <laughs> definitely she... employed her. <laughs> <laughs> he was so like, this Donald is a Gordon tax write-off and yes, let's ex- move on. Exactly. <laughs> Batman has a tax write-off for hiring Barbara Gordon, Oracle, <laughs> a paraplegic. So that sounds like an ugly situation, but I'm going to put it as good. Like Good, that good thinking. Like that. Good <laughs> Thinking. We are pro hiring paraplegics on this podcast. Yeah. We like it. <clears throat> My last one, champagne. Champagne, champagne. Oh, oh. <laughs> I champagne. immediately thought Chinese food and champagne. that's wrong. <laughs> um, champagne, I I think bad. Like it's makes you sleepy. I don't yeah. like champagne. It's even just... mimosas. I'm like, why are we doing this? You're selling presentation. You're selling the yeah. pop. You're selling the bubbles. No one gives a shit. Like it's not particularly just, good. No, I. It doesn't really get you drunk. If it doesn't come with like a sword, like a saber, it get makes, out of here. It truly makes you loopy. Like I've had plenty. Of, again, Connor, I don't know how long you've been living with the girlfriend. Champagne comes out a decent amount. Girlfriend doesn't like wine and champagne. Well, there you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Get her a bottle of Jack Daniels and tell her to get on her way. Yeah. Shout so, out to uh, she made this board. She's selling art and uh, like at Claire Two on Instagram. Fucking cool ass shit. To at be Claire Two. At Claire Two. Credit to Connor for coming up with all the ideas. There you go. Um, <laughs> not all the ideas I had some good <laughs> ideas it's the first time I had a couple of good ideas it's the first time that I have already explained this it's the first time my ideas are being put into art <laughs> it's very exciting it was, it's called a setup uh, I set you up <laughs> to sound oh, like a dickhead my, I have two more death hoaxes death hoaxes Give me this, an example. This this one was brought on because uh, the internet just started claiming that Elon Musk was dead yesterday. Oh, death hoaxes are so good. <laughs> I was on uh, ten out of ten. Death yeah, hoaxes. they're my favorite. I uh, I was on a, I was streaming an NFL game uh, a while ago, obviously, and um, I went into the chat room as Joe Rogan ghost, and uh, and just going like R.I.P. Joe Rogan, and people are like, Oh my god. <laughs> No, Joe. No, Joe. And I'll toss it like Snapchat groups all the time. Like, damn, R.I.P. Joe Rogan. <laughs> I love killing Joe Rogan. <laughs> He's my favorite person to kill. 
I think I love number that. one is Joe Rogan. Number two is Elon Musk, though. That Elon is Musk a real good Tom one. Hanks because everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's always Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading a Wikipedia page on death hoaxes, and apparently it's a big thing where r- right around the time celebrities die, people start death hoaxes. So like when Teddy Roosevelt died or when Franklin Roosevelt died, they were just like Charlie Chaplin and Frank Sinatra dead. And everyone was like, yep, sounds right. <laughs> and what kind of media were they using at the time? It was just like, like the Pony <laughs> Express. A letter. Like, oh, no, they got Charlie. <laughs> Character pig- a carrier pigeon. No. Um, the other one was like, um, uh, fucking, oh, Paul Walker's death. <laughs> like right after Paul Walker died, everyone was like, Eddie Murphy died in a snowboarding accident. I don't know. <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. And it they got me. It, it got me. <laughs> Oh, Everyone was like, damn, rest in peace. The beacon uh, other, of headlights on a dusty street. <laughs> other uh, celebrity death hoaxes, Bill Murray, John Bon Jovi, Gordon Lightfoot, Chakra Khan, Jerry Springer, Bill Nye, uh, and William Macy. Will Smith, too. H. Macy? I remember, I remember the internet William killed H. Macy, Will Smith. Correct. Um, but one thing I have to ask both of you, um, I was asked this question the other day, and you reminded me just a minute ago if you could meet anyone in a certain kind of setting who would it be and where i wish you had given this to us before so we could have prepared for this but um we'll make the best out of it that's what podcasting does it's called improv look it up um (laughs) mine would be mandy Mandy patankins in (laughs) afghanistan on the on the set of the princess bride (laughs) yes in Afghanistan, um, during Andre the Giant's funeral, mine would be uh, the guy who um, officiates the wedding from Princess Bride at my wedding. <laughs> I you now like pronounce you marriage. Marriage. And my last one is mm-hmm. Jimmy Pesto delicious um i also real quick uh one time somebody phoned uh headline news and claimed he was george hw bush's physician and that bush had died following an incident in tokyo and they almost reported it like cnn almost ran the story that (laughs) is such a great troll like the uh like uh we're sorry to report that a flight out of china has crashed um the passengers on board are some Ting Wong. <laughs> and, oh, that was so and, good. And we go down. <laughs> the news I reporter totally is forgot about that. straight-faced. Jimmy Pesto. Do you guys know where, where that's from? Bob's Burgers, right? Bob's Burgers, yeah. I literally oh. just Googled it. Don't act like I know. I mean, is that the, he? They own the Italian restaurant across the street. From yeah. Parks, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about him? Good, bad, ugly. Oh yeah, I thought I thought he was <laughs> still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> you had to reintroduce the subject before someone knew. Um, I think bad. Well, actually, good because like competition is great for business. I think he and, dumps like, Tina at one point. I think he's Jimmy like Pesto does? Jimmy Pesto dumps Tina. Or All Jimmy right, Pesto so Jr. here's uh, breaking fan. news. 
is that uh, the guy who does the voice acting for Jamie Pesto stormed the Capitol on, no- this- on January 6th. <laughs> Jimmy Pesto is here for freedom. Let's go get our government you know back. What? Like, what was the all gas, no brakes guy doing when the Capitol riots were happening? Slacking. Incredible. I mean, that's so I keep somehow activating Siri and Siri is like, what do you want to know about Jimmy Pesto? And I'm like, God, shut up. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So that was I mean, that was a fucking episode. That was we 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 really enjoyed having you on, Connor. Um, that was great. Sorry, I was also feeding my dog towards the end of it. But um, I got to hit the streets anyway. Yeah, same. I, I got to hit the sheets, am I right? Uh, hey, get laid, dick and flicker. Um, we have a bunch of sayings we're going to have. Um, yeah. So, um, again, smell. Thank you. Is this when we do sponsors? Yes. Say, say your girlfriend's thing one more time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, at Claire2, C-L-A-I, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. R I E Claire uh T O O Claire two uh T-O-O. cool ass skateboards uh canvases for people who don't want skateboards and I misheard you and thought you said cool ass gay porn and was like whoa we took a left turn there. Um <laughs> would that be wrong? No, it would never I would actually be more likely to go follow it. <clears throat> all, right. all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, so yeah, shout out to your to your guys' sponsors, Wet Wipes and uh, Gold Bond Lotion. Yep, and also Seaside Boutique and Beads. Go follow my mom's shit Seaside too. <laughs> we we got merch. Go on our Instagram at Tony Stone Podcast. We have merch. And also, like I said at the beginning of the episode, tell your motherfucking friends so that we can have more people on. Yeesh. Um, become the next Joe Rogan. There we go. <laughs> this has been Jackson. Keep it sleazy. And I'm out. Getting paid, getting laid. See you later, you fuckos. Thanks for having me, boys. Baby duck if it quacks with a ruga. Top billing come cops and billing his shots. His block shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villainy. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free. I am barely giving up.